Hello again, everyone. Well, I just finished a podcast where I talked a bit about stress and dealing with our existential crises that we have. And during that discussion, I briefly touched on lockdowns and how I was looking at the silver lining that at one point people were able to sit together in groups in their homes and actually talk and do art projects and make banana bread, whatever it might be. And I suppose when we think to the past, if you look at the data, you'll find that most people remember the positives in a situation. Even if you went on a horrible vacation and your car got stolen and all these problems happened, you'll tend to remember the good parts. I can't say this is universal for everyone, but for most people, we tend to remember the times we spent with other people, those moments that we really yearn for, you know, in life. And as far as COVID, it seems that since the lockdowns, this country has just fallen apart. I understand there was a lot of division on methods to handle the pandemic. In retrospect, and I made a lot of videos I never uploaded back then, kind of like notes and journals, and I have several hundred pictures and videos and news clips that I originally was going to put together into a long COVID documentary. I decided to kind of wait for another couple more years so we can all kind of look back together. But, uh, you know, you know, 100 gigabytes of just random data. And um, I thought even all the info that all the things I learned about people and science and biology and uh, viruses during that time, you know, right away when it started, I bought a book called Spillover, phenomenal look at how, you know, viruses mutate. And uh, from the time of reading that book, and then looking at what had happened, I basically was convinced from the beginning that this was a uh, Uh, an attempt to cover up an accidental leak from the biological lab. I don't necessarily think it was intentional. I just think that they're idiots and they screwed up. But watching the whole thing unfold and finding out that Fauci actually, you know, knew that they were funding this type of research and trying to deny it and just the whole... Uh, The whole shebang of everything that happened and the types of experts that were coming forward and saying, actually, this isn't what you're being told and how those experts lost their jobs. They were forced to resign or, you know, they weren't following, quote, the narrative, which is something that actually really did happen. I mean, you can look back and see it regardless of what side you took on the situation. It doesn't matter because people wanted to classify people in two groups you know, the science supporters and the anti-vaxxers. And that's just not, the sim- it's not that simple. It really came down to which data you were reading, who you were listening to, and also how much data was obscured and wiped from places like YouTube, Twitter, elsewhere. Now data has come out, of course, with the Twitter files that has proven that the FBI, CIA, and various groups were in touch and able to actually flag and have certain articles removed that disputed whatever narrative they might want to uphold. This isn't even a question anymore. So what's happened is a lot of information has come out proving that there is really a narrative being pushed. And of course, by all sides, everybody wants you to believe them. But we're unable to process it, it seems. It seems that people are unable to believe it or refuse to believe it. 
And I've seen this the worst on the left. Uh, I It's really embarrassing because I'm a liberal myself. I've always considered myself a liberal. I'm uh, not a Democrat. I want to make this clear. You know, it's kind of like people who say I'm conservative, but I, you know, a lot of con most conservatives consider themselves Republicans, but not all. There are a lot of independents on both sides. And uh, I lean left in my policies. I believe in helping other people. I believe that uh, we're a stronger nation when everyone pulls each other up. But I also know that these things are abused. I understand there is a certain um, need for the capitalistic mindset. If you want to live in the society we live in, anyway. I mean, ideally, we would live in a more calm, relaxed, less, quote, progressive society because no matter whether you're left or right you're progressive because everybody just wants more and more to happen more and more banks more and more businesses and it's it's not a never-ending thing eventually we've got to you know scale it back a bit but what i saw during covid was that the left and right paradigm through that narrative became such an easy button for people to push that it kept people distracted from any of the real travesties that were going on you know the fact that I think the most billionaires like doubled their wealth during COVID, doubled their wealth. Some people say they tripled their wealth. Huge trans transfers of cash and wealth from the people to these companies. Um, and right now on the tail end of COVID, we have um, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, as well as two other banks. The two largest bank failures, or three largest bank failures in U.S. history, two of them happened this weekend, like within the last three days. And most people are saying, there's nothing to look at here. There's nothing to look at here. And the experts say, well, the only reason that there was a problem was because all of the people went and tried to get their money out of the bank at the same time. Said, yeah, well, most Americans don't realize that a bank only has to hold less than like 5%. It's, I think it was 10%, but it's called fractional reserve banking. It means they only have to keep like 10% of what you deposit. The rest can be invested in bonds, crypto, whatever they want. If they make a bad investment and the bank fails, nobody gets their money, and then guess who comes to bail them out? The taxpayers, the FDIC, for the small guys. But this particular bank, over 95% of the depositors, uh, <clears throat> had over $250,000 in there. So it's a bank for rich people, or wealthy businesses anyway. And uh, they took a risk because they wanted that bank to get better returns. So anyway, we bail the bank out, and thats it's the same old story. These things are going on consistently while the American public's fighting over whether you voted for Biden or Trump. And then we have these major institutions getting taxpayer money to bail them out. Or at the very least, the Federal Reserve is just printing more money, which then they say, oh, it's not your money. We're just going to print some, you know, metaphorically or literally. Uh, in essence, that just adds more inflation. We see what's happening with inflation now. The people who said this was going to happen during COVID, like, oh, giving away all this money is going to bite us in the ass, and here we are. Whether that was the reason or not, it would have happened because people have continued to get poorer and poorer. We still don't have good health care. We still don't have you know, good roadways and a proper infrastructure. We have bridges that collapse. This is something that in a, you know, in the United States of America should not happen. But no, we're still distracted with whether or not somebody supported a certain candidate last election 
or whether or not somebody is has a certain opinion which makes them you know or whether or not they're talking about gender or racism and these things are just so on the back burner because things like the issues that people are worrying about and making a big deal about they're issues but issues that can be dealt with without any actual physical input or effort. In other words, it just takes a change of mind. Whereas infrastructure issues, banking, these things affect people directly. Farmers lose all of their money. They have to sell their farm to Monsanto companies that, you know, just run monoculture. And, you know, it's just sad that the things that are really happening out there are usually ignored. Often the only people who even talk about these issues, I hate to say it, are people on the left. You know, the Michael Moores of the world. For example, somebody on the right would consider Michael Moore just a whiner and, you know, he just complains about this and that. Well, but many of the points he makes are true. Talking about poor Americans, talking about people in the Appalachians who, you know, suffer immensely in some of those areas. And out of all the, you know, modern countries, if you will, or first world countries, the U.S. Is, has the worst problem with poverty and that disparity of wealth. We have a huge problem, and it's getting worse and worse. Instead of us talking about it and dealing with it, I hear people saying things like, oh, well, the homeless are really bad in democratic cities. You get what you vote for. I hear that in quotes all the time. Well, they got what they voted for. And every single time I say, really? Because I don't remember voting for people losing their homes. Uh... To say that voting for a mayor or a governor really changes the bigger picture of what's going on, it's much more complicated than this. I mean, we have huge problems in this country, and they're just getting worse. And the homeless problem, the, the wealth problem, which leads to more homelessness, which leads to us not having even more money to take care of it, not knowing how to deal with it. Money doesn't even solve the problem. Most people want to take care of themselves. They don't want government assistance, but when they end up getting screwed, they'll just take it and they kind of lose hope. And that's why it's important that we allow people to continue to have hope, which means that we've got bigger problems than what color your badge is. It's not about getting rid of cops, for example, that with the whole you know BLM thing, but it's also not about allowing cops to roll over other people and screw them over, right? It's not about getting rid of business, but it's also not about regulating business to the point where they can't do business. Everything has a middle ground. Everything has a balance, regardless. I mean, there are some opinions that aren't, you know, they aren't balanced. It's like cut and dry. Like, yes, people should have freedoms. Yes, people should have equality. However, at what level do you say freedoms? You know, do I have the freedom to harm another person? Of course not. So we set these boundaries. We, we set them within our own societies. And the hope is that <clears throat> we're intelligent and philosophic enough to talk as a society and think things through. When those avenues of discussion are opened up, when the media decides to allow philosophers to debate things, that's when things start to change. But right now, we have nothing but sound bites. We have CNN, Fox News, NBC, just pointing the finger at each other, giving you half the story at best, and definitely never covering any of the important topics that are really affecting our lives. It's always about some celebrity or something that happened that 
you know, with Trump or something that happened with Biden. It's this constant bullshit back and forth. And if we can overcome that, start looking each other in the eye again and saying, who are you and what are your ideas? And listening to each other, not just waiting to speak. I think we could get a lot done. And that's why I see still a positive future. That's why I'm an embarrassed liberal. That's why I believe that the left and right have switched places. Back in the 80s, it was the left who were the moral panic crew. They're the one, or the right, you know, the conservatives were the ones who were screaming that you shouldn't take God's name in vain and you shouldn't have all these horrible cussing and in rap music and, you know, all these things that today, now the left is saying, you need to stop saying this, you need to stop saying this because that's racist or hateful, whatever it might be. Both parties are right and wrong. We have freedom. We have freedom of speech, but we also have a freedom to not listen to people if we don't like what they have to say. And we're feeling out in society right now what's right and wrong. We're feeling out what people really think. It's not that these things are new. They've always existed. It's just that we can see them clearer now. People are posting online. We see a person's true nature better than we could when they used to reserve their thoughts just as many racists in any time in history. They just might keep it to themselves. It's just as many sexists, you know, just as many violent people. Uh, I think we're doing better. I think we're improving. And I think when we start looking at the silver lining of things, we could do a lot better for all of us. Once again, thanks for listening. This has been 15 Minute Free Thinking with me, Carpo. Check out the video version on YouTube. Check out the audio version on 15 Minute Free Thinking on any podcast platform. If you want to contribute, visit me on Patreon, where I upload extra content, and I'll talk to you all next time. Peace out, be well, and uh, take care of each other, damn it.